Welcome to the Mustang Creek Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. We've been doing a series entitled All. If uh, you're new here at Mustang Creek, this is a... um, a a series that we've been speaking on entitled All. And we know that in uh, Mark has been our, uh, it's kind of been our our base that we've been launching from. And Jesus is having this conversation with the uh, Pharisees and they are are harassing him and debating with him. And one stands up and says, what is the most important commandment of all? And he says, hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And the second is like unto the first, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Then the supporting uh, passage of scripture that we've been talking about is in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah 17 in the Living Bible says this, The heart is the most deceitful thing there is, and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. Then verse 10 says this, it says, Only the Lord knows. He searches all hearts. He searches all hearts hearts and examines the deepest motives so he can give to each person his right reward according to his deeds how he has lived let's pray today father thank you so much for your precious word god we we just expose our hearts today god we invite you as the god of all creation the omnipresent God, the all-knowing God, we invite you to come into the house and examine us and speak to our hearts today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You may be seated today. Now, um, hey, listen, y'all, today is... Uh, it is one of our staff members' birthday. It is Alan Guido's birthday today. Would y'all give it up for Pastor Alan? Doing a great, great job. He's stepping out, taking a bow out of the... He's. We got him locked away in a side room over there. No, he is interpreting today. And uh, so he's, he's leading up that team and they rotate out. But thank you, Pastor Allen, for doing that. Um, uh, bless his heart. Sometimes he has to beg me for my notes because I'm still trying to remember that we have interpretation. And they're like, Pastor, you say words that there's not any Spanish words for. You know what I'm saying? So, so anyway, we're so grateful for what they did. But listen, um, the, uh, whenever Jesus is asked this question, we, we've talked a little bit about this, but I want to give you a little better understanding. Um, whenever Jesus is asked this question about uh, what is the most important commandment, Jesus just didn't pull something out of his back pocket. He didn't pull a cliche out. He didn't, he didn't just pull, uh, you, you know, pull something out, shoot from the hip. Uh, Jesus actually was quoting the Shema. 
The Shema is a prayer. It's a Jewish daily prayer. Um, if, if we go back in history, we find that um, uh, Moses, you know, he has led the children of Israel out of Egypt and, and he's warning them against polytheism, which is literally the worship, the culture of the worship of many gods. I mean, in Egypt, there was lots of gods and, and then all of the nations around them, the Canaanites and the Amorites, you know, everybody had all of these gods and, and so Moses is giving this speech and this warning and, and he steps up and he says listen O Israel there is only one God man that, that just gives the whole context to everything that we're talking about he says there is only one God so love him with all of your heart love him with all of your soul love him with all of your mind and love him with all of your strength there is only one God and this was literally um, it was like a daily pledge it was like a, a you know today we think of the Lord's prayer and something that almost all believers have heard or rehearsed or, or prayed or understand this was what was encouraged in the Jewish culture every day it was their ritual to say this prayer and so Jesus responded with the Shema now now listen if um, uh, I, I'm just going to try to get you caught up a little bit uh, Pastor Judy outed herself last week uh, so so I get to uh, I get to tag in and since she brought it up I get to preach on it this week anyway she um, uh, you know her and I we we have uh, mainly her but she has begun to clean out our garage and we we talked about that last week and and listen y'all I'm telling you uh, uh, when we were young we only had one thing that we fought about as a couple and it was money you know we got married very very young and and uh, uh, I mean it was terrible and finally I grew up and became the man uh, that I should have been in the beginning and I I realized that she wasn't good with details and with finances and I needed to be a man and step in and and take that weight off of her shoulders and and but but here's the thing in later years we still only fight about one thing the garage so I mean listen uh, uh, you know she she made uh, statements back in the day you know uh, she she still make statements you know the house uh, is a reflection uh, of the wife and and I'd say yeah but the yard in the garage is a reflection of the husband Right? And, and so, um, you know, she and I both, we grew up very, very poor. And, uh, and she has this thing about letting go of stuff. You know, and, and it wasn't so bad 40 years ago when we got married. You know, I didn't notice it so much. 40 years ago, we didn't have nothing. We didn't have anything, excuse me. And, uh, and so, but as the years went on, uh, I, I began to realize, well, Oh my goodness, we're, we're, you know, uh, people would come over and everything in my house would disappear. 
It was in the garage, right? And uh, uh, so little by little, stuff would disappear, and, and uh, uh, she, she couldn't get, away, get rid of anything. And, and so, um, you know, the next thing I know, we can't park in the garage, and, and, and okay. And then the next thing I know, um, uh, you know, we, we've got this little path through the garage. Anybody feel my pain yet? And, and, and uh, there's this little path through my garage. And then the, the next thing you know, uh, uh, we can't even walk through the garage. And then uh, before too long, I can't even see the wall on the other side of the room. Come on now. And um, uh, so, so there, it was always this, this issue. It was always this tug of war. You know, I, I wanted the garage clean, and, and she didn't want to let go of, of anything. And so, um, you know, I, I'd say stuff like, uh, just let me clean it out. And, and she'd say, no, I want to do I want to go through it. I want to see what's being thrown away. And, and uh, you know, she says, uh, uh, listen, now we've been married 40 years. And over 20 years ago, I made one mistake. No, I mean, I mean one mistake in this, not, not just one mistake. But, but uh, uh, she said, don't you remember that, uh, that one knickknack of grandma's, that one grandma knickknack dog that you almost threw away. Y'all, over 20 years ago, I can't live it down. She says things like, one of these days, we're gonna need that. I respond with, one of these days, we're not gonna be able to find it. I, I, I tell her, just throw it away. If you ever need it, I will buy you a new one. <laughs> Listen. Jeremiah. Verse 17, the heart is the most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. The only, only the Lord knows. He searches all hearts and examines the deepest motives so he can give each person his right reward according to his deeds, how he has lived. Listen, number one today is the heart is the place where we hide our stuff. The heart is the place where we hide our You know, finally, Pastor Judy and I, you know, we, we uh, had this conversation that almost everybody in the house has had with this, this ridiculous housing market right now, right? Is, uh, are we going to sell or are we going to stay, right? Everybody's asking, are we going to sell or are we going to... The interest rates were low and the housing market was booming and her and I, man, we looked, we talked, we discussed and it was like, you know, uh, if we sell high, we're going to have to buy high. We just, you know, I, listen, I don't want to go back into debt. I just turned 58 this week and, and I, I see 
see the end in sight, baby. And, you know, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. It may be a train, but it's the end of the tunnel anyway. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so we just decided we are not going to, uh, we're not going to go further in debt uh, like that. We're just going to uh, refinance, lower our interest rate, get a little bit of money out because she was saying, I really, if we stay, I really want to remodel my kitchen. And man, little bells went off in my head. I went, aha. She really wants to remodel her kitchen. I said, I tell you what, let's make a deal. <laughs> if you will help and you'll clean out the garage, I will remodel your kitchen. And baby, she decided uh, she wanted that uh, more than she wanted that. Uh, and we got that garage on the run. You know, but she finally came to the point that, that it was so, she, she said, so overwhelming. She said, I just, I need some help. <laughs> Daddy showed up. I got a special phone number in my phone for a dumpster company. And y'all, I ain't talking about no little dumpster like's outside. I'm talking a dumpster long almost as this platform, a 30-yard dumpster. You should have seen her eyes when that truck backed up in front of my house. Oh my goodness, we'll never feel that. 24 hours. Oh no, baby. We might fill this thing up. She always had that, that struggle, that wrestle of, well, you know, I, I pull it out and, and I sort through it and then, then all of a sudden the, the sun goes down and it's, it's time to close the garage and, and keep people from still. So I have to pull everything back in the garage and in and out. I, I got you hooked up. I got on the phone with you, Hall. I got the biggest truck, 56-foot box truck, backed it up in the driveway, pulled out the ramp. I said, you can store everything you want to keep right in there and sort it out. Everything else goes in the dumpster, right? There's something about each one of us. Everybody has a place where they keep their secret stuff. It may be the garage. It may be the safe. It may be a special closet or a special compartment in your vehicle. It may be that secret Facebook account or that extra hidden email account or the additional phone that nobody else knows about. Come on now, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Everybody has a hiding place for their stuff. Mm. The heart is the place where we hide all of our secrets and the scripture says God searches all 
hearts. That's to, to be searched out, to be found out, to be ascertained, to be examined. Proverbs, as we've already talked about, says this. It says that uh, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from the heart. Everything we do. Now, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm reestablishing a little bit this morning, but I want you to get that the heart is the core. The heart is the epicenter that everything else flows out of. Now, now listen, listen to the verbiage here. I'm not talking about the filter for everything. Oh, wait a minute. My character may be the filter for what comes out. My, my, uh, my brain, uh, you know, some of us don't have a filter. Anybody know somebody that doesn't have a filter? You know, come on now, you're just afraid to raise your hand because you think you're sitting next to them, right? Um, uh, but but, but uh, uh, it might be my, my brain or it might be my upbringing or my education or my fear of perception that is, uh, that is my filter. The heart is not that. The heart is the core of everything and out of the heart flows all of the issues of life. Number two, the symptoms aren't really the issue. How many know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about symptoms? Symptoms aren't really the issue. We all deal with symptoms, but they're not really the core Look at Matthew chapter 15. Jesus says this in verse 10. He says, and he called the people to him and said to them, hear and understand. See, they'd been having this conversation and Jesus had already ticked everybody off. All right? He's, he's having this conversation with the Pharisees and they're having this discussion about their tradition of washing their hands and what they eat and all that kind of stuff and Jesus has already made them all mad. He said it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. And his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard of this saying? And then we jump to verse 15 and it says, but Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. And he said, are you also still without understanding? Uh, do you not know that whatever goes into the mouth passes to the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person now watch what Jesus says he goes beyond this verse 19 for out of the heart come evil thoughts and then he moves directly from evil thoughts to murder adultery sexual immorality theft false witness, slander. These he gave as examples, obviously. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Jesus declares that all of these things that come out of us, it's not, oh, I was just raised that way. Oh, I just have a, a, you know, a little slip of the tongue every now and then. Oh, you know, every now and then my, my old attitude just gets a little sideways every now and then. Jesus says, out of the heart come all of these things. 
Jesus says it's not what goes into the mouth, but it's what comes out, and it comes out of the heart, and it defiles us. And that word defiles, um, uh, koineo is the, is the word there in the Greek, to pollute, to make common, to make unclean, to render unhallowed, to defile, to profane, to declare or count unclean. Number three, look at this. It's important to pay attention to the symptoms. It's important to pay attention to the symptoms. Listen, I, I learned that lesson a long time ago that we have to pay attention when something's going on in our body. I, I, I see a, a, at least a couple of nurses here today, so, you know, I, I'm probably going to get, uh, you know, try to probably too much to adept for, for my limited knowledge here but, but listen what I, what I know as an example is that, that not too long ago um, I, I, I needed to lose weight you understand what I'm saying and, and so I decided you know the pops have got to go the cokes uh, you know all that kind of uh, soda water has got to go too much sugar in it but y'all I love me some tea I'm not talking about just tea. I'm talking about Texas sweet tea, you know, like like uh, sugar coma tea, you know. I, I mean, like like Chick Fil A tea, y'all. And uh, I love me some sweet tea. And and I decided, you know what? I could cut, I could cut a lot of calories if I just quit drinking tea, you know. And and the only time I quit drinking coffee is when I'm fasting. And man, you know. But but drinking tea now, I gotta I gotta cut the tea out. And but I I begin to wake up in the in the mornings and and I would have this horrible aching pain in my side I mean so bad that I couldn't stay in bed it was just just uh, sometimes double over uh, overwhelming pain and, and what I had done is I had given up the pops and I'd given up the tea and every time I'd go uh, uh, I'd, I'd have Pastor Judy, she would uh, uh, buy me lemons at the store. Or when I went to the restaurant, I'd order water with lemon. It's free. Woo! I'd squeeze the lemon in the water, put me some, uh, uh, you know, put me some uh, some equal in there, whatever's in there. And and I know all of you are going, yeah, that's bad for you too. Yeah, what you doing? Anyway, and so uh, I'd make me some lemonade, man. And I thought, man, I'm doing great. I'm gonna lose weight, you know. And it's free, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And and uh, uh, but all of a sudden I began to realize I was having symptoms and what I'd been what I'd learned over many years uh, is I'd learned whenever something started going wrong in my body that I needed to begin to pay attention uh, to what was surrounding uh, what, what happened what did I eat the day before did I sleep on my right side did I sleep on my left side did I sleep on my back did I sleep on I don't sleep on my stomach but you understand what I'm saying whenever, whenever I noticed uh, these symptoms I began to to look at the things that surrounded to try to figure out what was going on and guys listen what a great way to know what's going on in our hearts <clears throat> hello see I I, I, 
I recognize, you know, there, there were things. I, I've, been, I've been saved a long time, man. And, and there are things that, that would pop up and, and I would go, oh, man, you know, I, I, I'll do better next time. Oh, man, you know, I'm, I, you know I, I've got an attitude. Oh, man, I, I've got some pride there. Oh, man. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I began to understand that, um, uh, that, that I needed to pay closer attention to some of the desires and some of the feelings and some of the reactions actions and some of the attitudes and some of the appetites that I had uh, that uh, they were symptoms uh, of what was in my heart mm. what a great way to know if we've turned our hearts fully over to God Jesus said it's not what goes into a man's mouth but it's what comes out of a man's mouth because it comes from the heart all of these things come from the heart and, and listen I, I need you to get this the symptoms aren't really the issue oh come on the symptom, listen, the pain in my side was a, it wasn't the real issue it was a symptom of something that they did all kinds of tests. They, they uh, uh, you know, they did the scope, they did this, they did that. They couldn't find what it was, but by me paying attention, I figured out that it was the acidity in the lemon that was setting something on fire on the inside of me. And uh, listen, the symptoms aren't really the issue. The heart is always the issue why do I act like that whenever someone upsets me come on now can we take ownership for a little bit this morning why does my spouse act like why does my teenager act like that why does my co-worker act like that guys it's a heart issue I will say something. Adultery is not the real issue. Murder is not the real issue. Rebellion is not the real issue. Lust is not the real issue. You're eating. Mm, oh man, I was doing good till I got there, wasn't I? It's not the real issue. Anger is not the real issue. It's a heart problem. See, the issue is that I've given place or residence or real estate. Come on now. Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 17, Paul prays that believers would be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Number four is this. The heart is the most valuable piece of real estate on planet Earth. Because the heart is the dwelling place of God. Listen, I, I, uh, 
we have this saying around here that real estate is at its prime. We, we, we joke about that all the time around the church. Many of you have heard me say this, that you know when we came to Forney in uh, 2006, 2007, found this property, and, and uh, we were looking for a piece of land to buy, and they told me it was $2 a square foot. Don't even think about the house. The house just comes with it. All you're buying is the dirt. I thought these people have lost their ever-loving mind. This land is not gold, and they're charging me $2 a square foot for this land and then a few years later it went up to $6 a foot and a few years later it went up to $10 a foot and then uh, just recently um, it went up to $13.50 a foot and now I don't even know what the price is per square foot because it's going up like gas, amen? And, uh, and it's just crazy. Real estate uh, is that everybody's looking uh, for another piece of land that they can occupy, right? And, uh, and we, now we say that about the building and about this property. We say real estate is at its problem. Nobody has anything uh, uh, that, that we just say, this is mine, nobody else can share it, nobody else can have it. Uh, you know, when Brian and Mandy moved in, we moved out of the cabin as offices. I'm over here in this green room. Pastor Brian's over there in that green room. Uh, we have a men's class in the foyer, a men's class in the playground back there. Uh, we've got a closet uh, that Pastor Allen occupies back there as his youth pastor office. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, we, we talk about it all the time. Real estate uh, is at its prime. See, the more stuff we allow to stay in our hearts, the re less we have of our whole heart to love him. Wait, did y'all get that? Listen, I, when, when, when I got saved, I'd I, I, taken over this illustration from Pastor Judy uh, on, on a little different twist. But uh, when I got saved, uh, it was like, oh, God, you know, and I, I, I gave up and I, I just came to the end of my rope. And it was like, oh, God, yes, oh, God, my drug addiction. I, I know, I know it's got to go. Oh God, my drinking! I, I you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not a very nice person to be around when my, I, I, I God, I just give you my drinking. <laughs> God, I had this, this, this tobacco issue since I was a young uh, junior higher. I've had this bad addiction, and and uh, and I, I just, I, I, oh God, you can have it, you know, oh God. And, and little by little I'm pulling out all of the stuff um, and, uh, and, and I get down to a certain place and we're good you know there's only so much you can do in one setting right you know just uh, how, how many in here has actually looked at a house to buy in the last two years let me, let me see your hand either build or buy let me see your hand if you've looked at a house, y'all, all over the house. Okay, um, you know, and, and, and we did too. And, and you know, there are certain things that are deal breakers, right? 
There are certain things, you know, Pastor Judy and I, now we want to live uh, in, in these certain areas. We, you know, we really, uh, that zero lot line just doesn't work for us. We don't want to be able to reach out our window and high-five our neighbor. You understand what I'm saying? We just, we just don't want to do that. And, you know, we, we got dogs, so we got to be able to take our dogs. And, and uh, uh, you know, you, you know we just had these deal breakers that we, we like the open floor plan and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these deal breakers. Um, and you know one of those deal breakers is when we would walk into a house um, and they would show us the house um, and they would say man isn't this one isn't this great um, now that bedroom right there we want to keep that what come again yeah, now, now, we're really attached to that. And there's some stuff in there that, you know, we really don't want to move out. We really don't want to give up. We, we, we're just not really ready. We're ready to sell all of this. You know, I think that would be a deal breaker for most all of us, right? But sometimes that's what we do with God. And listen, the more stuff that we hang on to, the less room. God said, all I want is all. Oh, come on. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Number five, it's dangerous for us to ignore symptoms. Now, listen, I, I've been joking and playing here with Pastor Judy about some of her, some of her dirt, some of her baggage, but, uh, but listen, I can be one of the most stubborn men on planet Earth. You need to go to the doctor and get that. Oh, no. I know. I, and, you know they, right? Isn't, isn't that what we do a lot? I'm not going to the doctor. There's just more money. They, all they want is your money. It's like churches. All they want is your money. Right? And, and so I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to, to get looked at. And, and uh, uh, it's dangerous for us to ignore symptoms with our body and with our hearts. Um, uh, I began to realize as, uh, uh, as, as I was examining myself, as, listen, there, there was a, a, some of you may have heard me say this, there, years and years ago um, uh, when we pastored our only other church, there was this sound man and this guy, y'all, he would witness to a giraffe if it would listen long enough. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? This guy didn't want anybody to slip into eternity without Jesus. He would book trips. Uh, he would take weeks off of work uh, and he would go down. He would take his vacation to go down on Mardi Gras week uh, and, uh, and witness all week long to the uh, the, the worst of humanity and uh, uh, man he just he was a witnessing machine an evangelizing machine but um, I would get in the vehicle with him uh, and we would begin to drive uh, and the things that would come out are you crazy have you lost your mind and, uh, and you know and, 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 and what are you doing I, I, I wondered if this guy was even saved 
And then the more I began to pay attention to some symptoms, I thought, oh, Jesus, I've become him. Come on. And I began to pay attention when feelings and emotions and passions and desires and attitudes would come up that I've always played down as a simple lapse of judgment. Come on now. And I began to pause and go, wait a minute. Jesus said, out of the heart come all of these things. It is impossible for me to love God with all if I have not made room for all. See, Pastor Judy and I, we had this ongoing situation, this ongoing tug of war. And we finally came to this impasse where she wanted that more than she wanted that. And one day, see, see, listen, we ignore symptoms and ignore symptoms and ignore symptoms until what happens is, you know, we would, we, not just her, we would put stuff in the garage. You understand what I'm saying? We would just, you know, with the best of intentions, one of these days we're going to go out and we're going to clean it out. One of these days. And the more we ignore and the more we put off, the more the situation exacerbates and snowballs until one day it becomes so overwhelming that we give up. And one day Pastor Judy said, I've got to have help. And she opened the door and I began to make phone calls. She has done an amazing, amazing job. But listen, here's the deal. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes emotion. Listen, when you're going through a box and you you see, uh, you know, you, you see a happy time and then she looks over here and she sees a time in her childhood when her dad was an alcoholic or you look over here and this, this picture is a wedding picture and, and you have a happy, you know, a happy memory and all of a sudden the very next picture is your son that's passed away. You pull out things. Y'all listen. Uh, there, there, there were symptoms. Now I'm just telling you. The, uh, you know, it, it, we we went out and bought stuff because we we didn't have one, but really we had four. 
it's old or it's moth-eaten or moldy. You understand what I'm saying? There's symptoms that you keep ignoring. We have the best intentions of taking care of it. But the truth of the matter is is that there are things that are in our hearts and symptoms of anger or attitude or whatever it is keep coming up. And we shut it down. And we shove it back in the garage. And we shove it back in that hiding place. And all God wants is all. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Listen, I, I really believe God has us on a journey to know Him, to walk with Him. I really believe God is drawing us in and wanting every part of us, every hidden place listen when I was a teenager young young kid I had a hiding place for my pornography then I got older and I had another hiding place for my pornography come on when I was young man my anger was out in front of me. See, the scripture says this. The scripture says some sins, man's sins go before them. They're very recognizable. But some men's sins come behind them. So as I grew up, I learned if I just shove it in the garage, nobody will see, right? If I just shove it in there, nobody will know. Oh, that ungodly emotion or feeling or temptation. Oh, man, I got to do better. No, you know what? I need to look down deep and see. Have I truly not given all to God? The heart of man is exceedingly wicked above all things. Who can know it? But God searches every man's heart to know all the secrets and all the motives. Listen, 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 listen. This all-knowing God. David turns the table. The scripture says God is searching the secrets, searching the hearts, the secrets of man's hearts. And David turns the table and he says, Oh God, would you search my heart? 
Come on, man. Instead of, oh God, I love you. I love you. Listen, let me, let me tell you something. Here's what we figured out. That I, while Pastor Judy was cleaning the garage, I'd be out there. Listen, it was the great, I'm, I'm 58 years old this, this past week. This was the greatest birthday present in my life. 58 years getting my garage cleaned. She was no longer just saying she loved me. She was showing me she loved me. Oh God, would you search my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me because I want to love you with all of my heart I want you to have all of the real estate I want you to have every room every head bowed every eye closed in the house listen if you would join me today and say pastor I want to agree with you today. I, I too am sensing the Holy Spirit turn the light on to places in my heart that I've made excuses for, that I've ignored, that I've allowed, that I've stuffed back, that I've neglected giving him all if you would listen I've been saved about 38 years now and I'm still finding spots I'm still finding corners I'm still finding hiding places and stuff that I've given him almost all but not quite all if you're in the house this morning and you identify with me and say pastor I feel the tug of God putting his finger on stuff that he wants me to let go of stuff that he wants me to clean out stuff that he wants me to release and surrender if that's you this morning, if you would identify with me, would you just slip your hand up all over the house? Yes, 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 yes. All over the place, all over the place. Thank you for your honesty. Listen, if you're in the house this morning and you'd say, Pastor, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never had a relation. Maybe you've never realized that God loves you no matter what you've done, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how good you've been, no matter how bad you've been, God 
is still the answer. It's our surrender to Him. It's what Jesus did, not what we've done. Or maybe you're in the house and you used to walk with Him, but you walked away. You grew cold. He didn't leave you, but you left Him. With no one looking around in the house this morning, would you just be honest and right where you are, would you just slip your hand up and write back down? Be honest before the Holy Spirit today. Would you just slip it up and write back down quickly today? Don't wait. Don't wait. Let God do His work in your heart today. Would you slip it up and write back down quickly this morning? Don't wait. God is dealing. Bless you. Thank you, young lady. God bless you. Is there another in the house this morning that you'd slip your hand up and back down and say, I've got to have that relationship with Christ. I, I'm cold in my heart. I want to come back home. Is there another this morning? Slip it up right back down quickly this morning. All right. Look at me this morning. Listen. I'm going to ask you all over the building. I'm going to ask you. I really believe that God, that God is taking us to a deeper place. I really believe God is calling us and saying, I want all. Love me with all of your heart. Would you just, this morning, let's just take a few moments and let's just gather around these altars and let's just be like David and open our hearts and say, God, search me. I, I'm going to stop making excuses. Call the dumpster company. Call the U-Haul. You, you may be like we were in that big a desperate situation. You just may need to allow the Holy Spirit to get the wish broom out. But whatever the case is, whatever we're not giving up is room we're stealing from God. Would you just take a moment this morning and let's just come and let's just gather around these altars and spend some time with God. Come on this morning. Come on. We hope you've encountered the Spirit of God during this podcast. If you've decided to follow Jesus or if you need prayer for any reason, click the link in the description below. We are located on the east edge of the Dallas Metroplex and would love to host you in person. Plan your visit now at mustangcreek.org forward slash plan your visit.